Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com. So you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. If you've been listening to this program for any length of time, you know that I have a heart for Christian entrepreneurs who are making a difference, a difference in their community, a difference in the body of Christ. And many pastors are facing financial issues, especially in this era of trying to return from the COVID lockdowns and all of that. Many of these ministers are contemplating actually leaving the ministry in order to find work that will provide for their families and their future as well. And that's one of the main reasons I enjoy sharing information with you from entrepreneurs who have a heart for maintaining Christian morals and values and have that reflected in their business as well. Having said that, I believe you're going to, you are going to truly be blessed by our guest today. John Sanders and Les Hughes are the co-founders of Entrepastors, which helps pastors to think and thrive as prosperous entrepreneurs. Through their podcast, through a membership community and mastermind groups, Entrepastors provides the tools and community of support to, to help pastors and ministers and others with a ministry background achieve financial freedom and free up their time and to escape that stressful paycheck to paycheck life that often accompanies vocational ministry. John and Les have come together to empower pastors to maximize their God-given talents and take better care of their families and become better pastors in the process. Help me welcome to the program, John Sanders and Les Hughes. Gentlemen, it is truly a pleasure to have you join us on the program today. And we're excited. Thanks for having us. This is going to be Thank fun. Thank you so much. And John, I think we can just wrap it up after that intro, man. He, you did awesome, man. Let's <laughs> just call it. it call it quits right there. It's time for the invitation. <laughs> Amen. Praise yeah. God. Well, if you got any questions, no. <laughs> we'll go a little deeper to that. There you go. The, the first question I always start with is this, and you can answer it one at a time. You choose who goes first, but can you tell us in your own words, who's John Sanders and who is Les Hughes? Well, John Sanders is a child of the king of all kings. I belong to the Lord. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I've had the privilege to serve as a pastor for many years. I grew up in a pastor's home. And uh, in addition to pastoring, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always had something going on. And, uh, you know, in, in recent years, launched some podcasts. I've built a network with pastors all around the country and then met this guy named Les Hughes. And uh, he and I came together to really do something special for pastors in this space. So that's just a quick overview of some of what, who I am and what I do. Amen. Les? Mm, boy, that's, a, you know, it seems like a simple question, but I would have answered it differently. I think 30 years ago, 30 years ago, I probably would have, would have led with pastor because, you know, we guys tend to overall uh, wrap up our identity and our occupation. And yeah. that, that might be even more true for those of us that believe we're called into the gospel ministry. Today, though, I understand that there's a whole lot more uh, to life than that. Although I, I cherish that calling, it's only part of, uh, of who I am in Christ, as John mentioned. So I am a husband as well of uh, Paige 
and we have 10 going on 11 grandchildren, which Amen. is uh, awesome in itself. Uh, yeah. we're, we have four adult children. We live in, in Birmingham, the Birmingham area in Alabama. I love this season of life, and I'm really now uh, loving leaning into this thing that John and I are both a part of, and uh, we're excited about the, the message that we have and the community that's uh, growing and getting the message out. So thank you yeah. for letting us do that on your with your audience. Amen. Well, I appreciate it. And I know that our audience is going to be blessed by what you're going to be sharing today. Now, John, you're from South Dakota. Last year from Alabama. How did you two even get together and decide <laughs> that entrepreneurs was something that uh, you two could partner up with? Yeah. So Les and I met in a coaching mastermind that we're both a part of. Les belonged to it a little bit uh, longer than I have. I was I joined more recently last year in early 2021, and uh, we we met, found out we're both pastors. We were the only two pastors in the group at the time, Amen. and uh, we connected. And just both of us had our own platforms, if you will, in terms of podcasts and some coaching that we were doing with pastors. And when we started talking, you know, we just found that there was a shared um, passion for serving pastors specifically in this area. We see this yeah. becoming a greater need for the church and for pastors, and we we want to help pastors thrive. And so as we talked, man, we just kind of dreamed what would it look like to have the conversation, to launch a podcast where we're highlighting those stories of pastors that are thriving, not just in pastoral ministry, but also out in the marketplace and instead of like shying away from that as if that's something to be embarrassed about, what if we celebrated that? What if we encouraged yeah. that? What if we helped set more pastors free, not just to punch a time clock somewhere, but to own a business and to thrive financially as they're out in the marketplace, you know, providing goods and services to, to their communities. So anyway, we met in that coaching group and the rest is history. Amen. Amen. Let's as a you're the senior pastor of your church, right? Right. And how serious is this issue of pastors and ministers actually contemplating leaving their calling in order to survive and financially take care of their families? Well, pastors are leaving uh, at the clip of about 1500 or so a month. Some leave in a healthy way and some leave in a not so healthy way. And so we, you know, John and I both, um, ne neither of us are trying to talk someone into what God's telling them. That's that's a personal uh, thing. But we are wanting to give some uh, people the, the the means and the the opportunity and kind of a template or a roadmap if they want that more entrepreneurial lifestyle. So many here's the thing: uh, I tell my kids all the time. I can be an employee. I have been an employee in my life. I'm just not a very good one. You know, I'm I'm very loyal, but I'm as a pastors, especially lead pastors, are leaders, and they usually need to be leading something. Yeah. And no, uh, they like yeah. to be well led, but in the absence oh. of good leadership, a pastor will step in and lead, and sometimes that's welcomed, and sometimes it's not. And so what we're encouraging pastors to do is, man, to take those gifts and, and skills and resources that they have, and some of them don't realize they have them. Part of our job is to bring it out of them and to mine those jewels out of these uh, men. And, and there are some women in our community as well, and just help them thrive and, and really be the person that God created them to be. So 
We don't, we don't try to tell people, hey, you need to leave the church or you need to do this with your uh, work life necessarily. We just want to help them when they have goals and dreams. When God's placed a vision inside of their heart, we want to help them kind of give them a roadmap of success to know what that looks like. Amen. Amen. And, and you both have pastoral backgrounds. So is this an issue that either one of you or both of you were facing at one time or another? Well, for me, I wouldn't say it was an issue necessarily. Like the church that I planted and led for 17 years was a very healthy church, very supportive of me as a pastor. However, I where my passion comes from growing up in a pastor's home, I watched my parents struggle financially for years. To be quite honest, it was one of the things, one of many things that I threw up to the Lord as an excuse why he had the wrong guy when I started to sense him calling me to pastoral ministry, I was like, Lord, surely you've got the wrong guy. Let, let's call someone else, you know. But one of my one of my objections was I don't want to struggle financially because for me, pastoring had become synonymous with not doing well financially and struggling and going without. And so I accepted that. I, you know, years ago when I surrendered to that calling of God on my life to preach, I think subconsciously I just uh surrendered to this idea that I'm just going to live paycheck to paycheck, not do very well. And we planted and grew a church that helped do exactly that, you know, keep a salary pretty minimal. And uh, I mean, our church was great. They loved us. They were supportive. Um, So for me, my pathway into kind of another career initially, in addition to pastoring, was when I went back into full-time firefighting. My church was largely supportive of that, having their pastor full-time out in the fire service. And I had come out of that. I had been a firefighter before I went into pastoral ministry. And then because I was also running a podcast alongside of that, it wasn't long before I started realizing. And once I hired a coach who helped me see, John, you've been coaching people through this podcast and all these pastors that have been coming to you. I launched another business around that. So there was a season where I was a full-time pastor I had a business of my own that was stemming from a platform that I had built and and served my community for a number of years. And then also firefighting, which that really isn't entrepreneurial, but it still had me out in the marketplace, so to speak. And what I started to realize for me, that I had to battle through some mindset stuff of feeling as though I had permission to go and do those other things. Because again, subconsciously, I had just bought into this idea that to be a good pastor you focus on one thing. You have one job. It's to be a pastor. That's where your single source of income comes from. And I had to wrestle through those limiting beliefs and recognize God never put those there for me. That That's maybe a part of the traditional church model that I grew up in. You know, a lot of it is some self-imposed limiting beliefs, but I had to recognize that God was inviting me to a bigger story and to a greater opportunity than what my limited thinking had allowed. So for me, I, I have been through that valley, if you will, and I feel like I've come through to the other side where now I can say to other pastors, hey, follow me. I can I can show you a pathway through this mindset stuff to get to where you can thrive and really feel like you do have that permission. So Amen. that's my story. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the landscape is, has really changed in the last few years and, and the world that you know, I've got kids that are now in ministry, a couple of them are lead pastors, and what they'll face is a lot different than what we faced. In many ways, we were spoiled. In many ways, I was spoiled in the last in this last generation. But what happened for in my story was that 
um, someone walked into a boardroom one day that um, had some influence in terms of where the budget dollars and, and specifically the personnel dollars were being allocated and tried to use um, in my income as leverage to disagree and push back with some leadership decisions that I and those on my team were making. And so uh, some doors had opened up earlier in my ministry to write some and to publish and to um, see that it was possible, it is possible to to uh, create streams of revenue with the gifts that God had given me. And when I saw that reality playing out, it just it looked ugly to me, and it was ugly. And I thought, you know, if I put myself in a position to where only a handful of individuals or maybe even one individual can impact my financial life and that of my family in a significant way, if I put myself in that position, that's on me. And so about that time, podcasting was growing in its popularity and, and blogging, and I was still writing and, and doing some other things with a teaching and preaching platform. And so I just, you know, prayed that God would open up those doors and, and bless that if that was his desire for me, and he did. And, and those doors began opening up, and um, it, it led to that relationship with, uh, with John, and now here we are. But that's really what it was yeah. personal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. You know, we didn't go into to my background. I'll, our listeners know this probably verbatim by now, but I'll just share this real quick. I was uh, military, got out, had my own business, got bored with it, really, and went into law enforcement. So, John, I'm right there with you as a first responder. And uh, hey, real quick, can I just tell you, do you know why God made firefighters? Uh-oh. Why? So that police officers can have heroes too, but go ahead. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Here we go. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. Go ahead. That's good. That's good. No, I ain't heard that one before. That's good. Amen. I'll, I'll come up with a comeback and we'll counter that and I'll share it with you. You bet. Right. You and, and then you can edit that out as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I leave it all in. That's for phrase. Okay. But, but no, uh, do you believe... I'll, I'll leave this up to either one of you to answer. Do you believe the era of full-time pastors is actually coming to an end? I mean, are things that bad out there right now? I'll, I'll let Les answer for, for what he thinks on that. I would say not necessarily. I don't think for all pastors everywhere that model is coming to an end. I certainly still see a place for that. And I, I always want to go on record as saying, like, I don't think for the for the pastors listening to this that are still in that place of having you know, full-time income coming from a church, you're not doing anything wrong. I mean, I grew up in that. I've been there, done that. Less is still there doing that. Uh, so it's not a matter of right or wrong. For me, I see it as it, it's becoming less and less effective for the pastor and for the church. And as we see the future of the church going, I see, you know, probably the day is coming where fewer churches are going to be able to provide a full-time salary for their pastors. And I'm I'm clearly on record as saying what we're calling full-time salary for most pastors right now is really not adequate full-time salary. If we're honest, it's probably part-time salary, but we saddle that leader with a lot of expectations of what we want for that $40,000 salary, yeah. you know. Um, so I already have an issue with that. You know, it's, it's, I'm not mad if a church isn't in a place to, to pay a solid salary, but where I get frustrated is where we then 
put on these full-time expectations to what is realistically a part-time salary. So I don't think it's fully going away, but I think that what we're going to see is more pastors embrace the marketplace. Not only are they going to do better financially, one, another theme that comes up again and again in our community from our entree pastors are, is this thought of, I am getting so many more opportunities for ministry gospel conversations out in the marketplace I don't know why that's such an epiphany to us that, you know, real ministry is happening out there in the world and not inside the four walls of our church office, you know, but uh, so, yeah, like, I I think that more pastors are going to see this as a healthier model. We hear that from, from many of our pastors, they wouldn't go back if they could, or they, they would not choose to go back to that model of just being a full-time professional pastor with that being the only thing they're doing. Cause they found for them a healthier model. So Les, what what's your take on that? Yeah, that that model is not going away, at least not anytime soon and not in North America. It is going to look a lot different. And some out of necessity, some just because of financial necessity, some just as John said, because, you know, pastors and, and Christian leaders, church leaders are gospel people. We like having those conversations with people who don't seem to know the Lord or just or just say that, that they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so whatever that looks like, my experience is that pastors are all about that. And so where where some churches have been resistant to allow the pastor to have the the time and the um or the time freedom and the lifestyle freedom to go out and do some other things, maybe out of necessity, maybe because the churches don't just the attractional model is just not going to be the the same as it was in the last yeah. you know 40 50 years and so anything that gets us outside of those walls is going to yeah. be a good thing and yep. and there are going to be many many churches that are in that traditional model that are more open to that I think that have been in the past but that that model that that, that full-time shepherd in some settings isn't going to completely go away nor should it necessarily right. yeah, sure. yeah. And it's really dependent upon the church and the community in which they live. And I mean, you know, out in the Midwest, John, you know, I mean, you probably have pastors out there that are farmers and, and, you know, cattle, you know, ranchers, and, you know, they got to take care of, you know, number one first, which is God, but at the same time, they're balancing that life work mixture. Right. And, uh, you know, and working a farm is actually a full time job. I mean, yeah, you know, right. you know, oh, you plant the seed, let it go, go back in the fall and go get it. Nah, it's a little Not bit quite. more than that. Not <laughs> quite. And I'll tell you something else that I think is uh, an unintended consequence of this full time professional pastor model that, that we've kind of created in relatively recent history. And that is that we've basically made it very easy for the church as a whole, the, the people we're leading to sit back and say, you know, pastor, that's your job. That's why we pay you. You are our full-time employee. We'll come and watch you do the work of the ministry. We'll show up on Sunday to participate in that and, and kind of watch you do your thing. We'll consume what you're producing. And, and that's not even close to a biblical model. You know, according right. to scripture, the pastor is not the primary ministry care provider. The, the pastor right. is the equipper. So I do see where if a church is growing and it's going to reach a point where it really does need that full-time uh, focus of of a senior leader. But I would contend for the average church, especially the smaller churches, which is basically 95% of the church in America anyway, there's pastors that if they would 
delegate and hand off the work of ministry to the people who are supposed to be doing it in the first place, they would find capacity and margin in their life to to be able to better provide for their families to where they could do both. And they could do yeah. both well. They could lead the church, lead and feed and equip God's people and still be active in some marketplace setting. So um, that's that's something we'd love to see pastors get set free from is that full-time employee mentality where the, the rest of the church sits back and watches them do all the work. Yeah, right. Amen. Now, if someone's been in ministry for or pastorship for 10, 15 years, do they have the skill sets that can be of some value to the marketplace right now in the culture in which we live in? No, just things like leadership development, uh, budgeting, uh, conflict management, counseling, uh, public speaking, which many, many people would love to be able to do as intuitively as and smoothly as a lot of uh, people in Christian ministry and ministry can do. So, yeah, no, no, no marketable skills at all. Writing just that. Prolifically, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing at all. Yeah, that's funny. It's, it's interesting, though, that many don't believe that they really have those marketable skills, if we're using air quotes. But my goodness, the, the we've got a list as long as our arm. Um, of things that people who have served the local church in in minute and especially in occupational ministry, they just do it intuitively. It you know, and and they don't see that necessarily as a marketable skill. But we have John and I have example after example after example of of people in the marketplace that have seen what those how how valuable those skills are and will pay for them to be done. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And, and, you know, it's amazing because like when I started, you know, doing the, the public speaking, going to conferences and all that, my first uh, sessions, you know, I mean, when I was invited to speak at churches and stuff, I, I was like, okay, well, you know, that's ministry. That's what I do. Right. But then I got approached, Hey, you know, I'm doing a leadership conference. Could you come speak at the leadership conference? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. And, and because of my military time and law enforcement background, I had those leadership skills they wanted me to share about. So, you know, sometimes it it, it takes uh, that just sit back and look at what you've been doing. Like you said, handling the budget, preparing sermons. You know, and I, I tell pastors all the time, you know, do you have a record of all the sermons you wrote, like a series or something? Like, oh, yeah. Why don't you turn it into a book? Exactly. So I can do that. <laughs> exactly. So. You know what? I had a little bit of a taste of that. Um, a few years ago when a book that I worked on came out, a CEO of a company got a copy of that book and and it just struck a chord. And he contacted me and said, would you come before office hours on like a Friday to our team, our staff team? And I want you to teach that to these guys, just do an overview. And so I, I didn't even have a work. I printed out a little workbook on our, you know, our little color printer and uh, stapled some copies together and took it to that boardroom and was thrilled to be able to do that in that setting. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, bro, the check that dude gave me because it was marketplace. I, I don't know that I ever have I probably have, but in my early days, especially, it would probably take two revivals preaching, <laughs> you know, to meet what that check was for a couple of hours. And that really opened my eyes up to where, like, yeah, in the marketplace, people really do have a different mindset 
-hmm. when it comes to, you know, a laborer being worthy of his wages than sometimes we do in the local church. Amen. Amen. That's so true. Hey, folks, Pastor Bob here. We're all out of time for today's great interview, a very informative interview at that, with John Sanders and Les Hughes, founders of Entree Pastors. Now, I love this program that I put together to help pastors and ministry professionals out with an area that most churches just really don't understand, and that's the pastor's finances. Many tend to think the offerings are large enough to take care of the church needs and still provide for the pastor and the pastor's family's needs. But the reality is we've been hearing for most churches in America today, which statistically average less than 50 to 75 people, the pastors need to hold down full-time secular jobs just to take care of their families. Add to that the full-time responsibility of the church, simply because we, as Americans, seem to be too busy to help out physically and financially. Well, is it any wonder so many pastors are leaving the church ministry in droves today? Entree Pastors is a great program that's designed to help you out, Pastor. If you are a church member looking at this, share this with your pastor, amen? Now, be sure to come back for the conclusion of this interview in the next episode. Until then, this passed about reminding you, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster.
Faithcasters. Your voice, your platform, your success.